Hello and welcome to the Marketing That Matters podcast, casual conversations for purpose-driven women. Each week we'll talk about what's grabbed our attention, productivity hacks making our life easier, and chat about a purpose-led brand. Hi everyone, Jade here. Just jumping in quickly to let you know that this episode was originally recorded before the current lockdown in Perth. As this is being released, Perth is unfortunately on day two of a five-day lockdown. With that in mind, here is this week's episode. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're doing an interview style. We've had a lot of feedback that our listeners would like to hear more about us and our background. So today I am going to interview Alicia. Alicia tells us how she got her start in Channel 9, how she worked really long hours and then went to uni at night and takes us all the way through to her account management career and then also what she's doing with us today. So Alicia, take us right back to high school. What made you decide to go to university in the first place? I knew I always wanted to go to university. Maybe it's because my parents are both teachers and I um, had the subtle pressure from them to make sure I got a degree of some sort. However, I definitely wanted to be more in the creative space and I was always leaning into the creative industries and I actually went to uni to study film and TV. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so I was working in film and TV. I was working at a production house as just on reception at the time as a little 17 year old. Is this after high school? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, went, went and went to uni and did film and TV. And then, so how did you get into advertising? I actually got my first job, um, after that production house reception job. I actually was lucky enough to land a production job in channel nine and was producing little TV retail ads, um, but on the production side, not the marketing side, and um, was really interested in their marketing department, the marketing of Channel 9. So I ended up changing my degree into marketing and and marketing and advertising, actually. I moved after, I think, a year and a half of film and TV, I moved into marketing advertising. So that's my background. Yeah, cool. Worked full-time from the get-go. From the day I got back from Levers, I went straight into (laughs) full-time job and I never stopped. So my degree was done all at night and external. Wow. I did not know that about you. Mm. How did you find that? Because that would have been very different to an experience going to uni full-time during the day. It was interesting because I was lucky enough to have a job in the industry while I was at uni. So I was, as I said, working at Channel 9 um, while doing my degree. And I essentially got to see firsthand what we were getting taught at uni and then looking at how the industry worked at the same time, not necessarily having any, I was just a little junior, like a little coordinator being a 20 year old, um, working there. But I definitely probably benefit of being able to do the theory and the practical at the same time. And being able to sit at a boardroom meeting with, say, we, you know, doing cross promotions with 9.9. And I, look, I always had a manager. I wasn't saying I was running this. I was probably writing the notes and then having to go, run away and um, do all the do all the um, the coordinated tasks that the coordinators have to do. But I, um, I got to sit around the table and listen to cross promotions um, being negotiated and then go to uni and 
and listen to the theory as to why this works. So that was pretty cool that I, I actually got to sort of do a bit of both. Yeah, that's amazing because a lot of people do it the other way around. They learn all the theory and then it, they don't get a job until after uni and then they actually learn the practical side of things. Yeah, yeah. what it meant was I was able to be quite young in getting quite a senior role. Like I, so when I left Channel 9, I went into um, into an account management management role and was able to step in in quite a senior capacity for the clients because I had worked from the from the minute I finished school and had a bit of background I mean a bit um a bit of experience behind me to be able to assist I think what happens is and what I found is the the best um the best thing you can bring to a table bring to the clients is having done it before and having seen if it worked or didn't work. And I'm talking about advertising now. So when having actually done all these different promotions from channel nine, even just being the junior and watching it take place, I was able to then bring that to the table when I came in, came over to that advertising agency. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that junior experience is just, it's just needed. You can't, yeah. you, you literally couldn't step out of uni and go into a senior role because you just need to be able to watch and learn yeah. in a practical sense. Yeah. Do you have any other tips or advice for students who might be at university now? Definitely. Probably exactly what I'm just saying. Um, I would be constantly trying to get in the door and I'm talking for free. And I know that is hard because you have your other job as well, but if you think about the uh, the end goal is to get paid to be there, that is the end goal. Then your whole focus should be that. And in advertising marketing, um, even what I would say to some of my students is even if you were doing a role like reception in a company that had a marketing department, that's amazing because on your lunch break, you can go step into the marketing team and tell them your interests or after work, take you know, you can go and step into that marketing office and, and ask them questions. Being surrounded by the marketing and advertising um, people working in that industry is the best experience possible. So that's what I'd be saying. Like even from the year one, be trying at uni, be trying to get in the door at, to a company that has that department or even a company that has an advertising agency and then being involved as much as you can in that process is, yeah, priceless. Yeah. So you said you moved to an account manager role. Can you give us a bit more information on that? So why did you move? What did you move to? Yeah, so um, I didn't know what everyone meant at the time when I was jumping over from Channel 9 marketing because I remember I was in a marketing capacity at Channel 9 to an advertising agency account management role. A lot of people said to me, look, I was 22 or something. People were saying, you're going to the dark side, you're going to the dark side, and I didn't know what they all meant. (laughs) But now after being in the dark side... I think they meant it as a, you essentially, you work really hard in agency and that's more in the fact that you're, it's long hours, it's it's a pressure cooker a lot of the time and um, yeah, people joked, I guess, to me that it was the dark side. But in regards to why I did it, I guess I wanted to experience agency life. And I didn't know where I fit. I did a double major in marketing and advertising, and I hadn't tried the advertising agency side of things yet. We had the brand agency in Perth as an agency when I was at Channel 9, so I got to go to their agency and listen to what they pitched for us to promote our shows at 9. But that was all the experience I'd had. So I wanted to go and experience an advertising agency. Yeah. Can you explain that role a little bit more about an account manager at an advertising agency and what you actually did? Sure. I guess... Um, I'm the client liaison 
I was the client liaison between the client being the brand and the creatives who sit for the agency. So I would be the one that go to all the meetings, um, build the relationship up with the brand and then, and then find the opportunities for the agency to make money and then, um, receive all those briefs in from the client, reverse brief it out, which means um, making sure that the agency understands the objectives of the client's brief and then pitching and then going back to the agency and having the creatives work on the idea. So that's essentially it. And then I also would then take that idea, the creative back to the client and present. What was your favorite part about working in an agency? Definitely talking to people. Come on. <laughs> I, um, I would just talk all day if I couldn't, didn't have to actually sit at my computer. Um, I probably didn't make money off that to be honest. Oh, how we're so different. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yes. I am. Um, I would love to just be able to be a person that could just talk and talk and have someone else then go back and write all the notes up. Um, I love the relationship building. I, I genuinely feel that my clients are my friends and, I was lucky enough to have awesome clients that I was able to also would socialize with on the weekends and we'd do lots of things together as well. And that, um, that's, I guess the ideal situation of an account manager, I guess, is that the brand trusts the account manager to a point of being able to suggest any creative execution. And they, they trust the account manager enough mm-hmm. to say, well, you would, would you do it if you were the marketing manager, Alicia? Yeah. So that was, that was where we wanted the relationships to get to. And I definitely, um, enjoyed it and genuinely felt they were there. Yeah. So you obviously liked working with the clients and that was a major thing for you in an account manager role, but did you have any difficult clients and like, how did you deal with that? Look, I find difficult clients is more so around, not necessarily because they were rude or anything like that, more so around educating them on, on, on marketing generally. Um, and probably just getting them on the same page of what we found worked. And that's what I would find the challenging clients to be where they were so strong on their view and we would literally just be a, a we did what they asked. That's, that's a challenging client for me because it's almost like our creatives literally just did, we're a graphic design house. Mm. And also it kind of took away any of our nows, is that the word? Like any of our, any of my studies and experience because all I was doing was taking in a brief, doing it and spitting out the ad they wanted. And that, that took out the strategy side of it for me. And so that for me, that's a challenging client and I would always push back. And when things didn't work, we would often try and push what we would suggest, but yeah, the challenging clients keep on being challenging clients, I guess. And, um, they're only going to detriment themselves. Yeah. What do you think your best skills are? Oh, we're going to get into the worst skills yeah. as well. Yeah. Wait, tell me your best first. Yeah. Uh, I am great. No. <laughs> Wait for the list of the worst. No, I think um, I would say my best skills would probably be without meaning to be, I can be a salesperson and I actually don't even realize it myself. <laughs> like sometimes I actually, um, I would have to be reminded by my bosses at the agency that I was there to sell I was there to sell our, our services and, and, um, but I genuinely, um, forgot that I'm a salesperson and you are an account management role. You're, you, uh, bring money in and that's the whole purpose of the agency is we need to make money Yeah. and the creatives do the creative thing, but I need to make sure I account for that time, not make sure they don't go over budget with things, make sure I've budgeted correctly 
And yeah, I would definitely think that um, being a salesperson without meaning needing understanding or realizing I was, was a good benefit for me because it meant that the client also didn't realize I was selling. Yeah. And it probably came across as really authentic rather yeah. than you trying to push something that you didn't believe in or. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, so it was, hmm, I think that would probably be one of my best. Yeah. Anything you think you're terrible at? Oh yes. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's put it, let's, let's look at that list. Um, look, I think the thing with account management can mean that I lost some of my skills in a marketing capacity over those five, six years, because marketing is a lot of, um, I think when you're in the mark in the account management game, you're a bit removed from what the marketers are doing. So I definitely think that, um, probably upskilling myself during the account management years of my marketing skills was something that I would say I didn't do enough and definitely had an upward hill to climb coming out of that account management role and doing my own business. And look, I think I knew it at the time, but it's, it's one thing to know something and there's another to sit down at night and then, mm. you know, teach yourself and keep on top of trends and that sort of thing that the marketers were doing every day, day in, day out. And I kind of had to do behind the scenes. Yeah. Especially when you work in an agency environment, it's long hours, it's weekends, it's functions and parties and things like that. All the fun stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Stuff that you love, which is great. Yes. But then trying to fit in upskilling on top of that would have been quite hard. Yeah. So I think in terms of the, yeah, you can't have it all, I guess. And I definitely um, wish I could be both, but yeah. And I don't know if that answers the question. What's in terms of my worst, maybe more so worst skill, Oh, I, I guess actually something I, an insight I learned about myself earlier this year actually was that sometimes I think I need to be the most knowledgeable person in the room. Like I need to know everything. And I've learned that no one expects me to. Yeah. And I used to think that they did. Mm. And maybe that's my salesperson coming out of me that I thought that I needed to have an answer to everything and that I needed to be able to to, to, yeah, to, to literally have the marketing answer or the, or the answer for whatever problem we get pushed into. But now I've realized that you don't need to be the smartest person in the room and it's actually valuable to not be because then I learn. Yeah. So that's been a bit of a flip on me, but it's mm. definitely was a worse, a bad trait if I think back to some of the meetings I've been in and always having to talk. And yeah. It probably comes down to as well being an account manager um, where you were for so long you had to solve problems for clients all the time. You were like a problem solver. Mm. So you probably got used to being able to solve people's problems and Mm. having to do it all the time. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) So now, now I'm trying to listen more and not talk so much. (laughs) Um, so you mentioned now, obviously your own business. So do you want to tell us how you came into that and what you like about the lifestyle and business that you have now? Yeah, I guess I was always, um, good at business develop business developing because I do it naturally, literally any business I talk to, I can't help, but ask them about their marketing. And sometimes, um, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Sometimes it's got me in, my, in trouble with my husband because like, we're not <laughs> like, I honestly can tell you a story. Um, we Please had our, it. we had our 10 year, 10 year anniversary and we went to fringe in Perth and I ended up talking work because I sat next to a, I sat next to someone who, I knew was in the industry and I can't help, but I can't help, but go into, um, the business development person I am. And it literally gets me into trouble because that's supposed to be like mine and Lee's anniversary. We had some time away from the kids and I literally spent the whole time doing BD. So look, (laughs) this is me. I can think of many times like fishing charters up on the coast of 
WA and I'm talking to the charter boat run. I'm not fishing. I'm like talking at the, at the front about how I can help their social media. So I don't, I can't avoid it. Therefore, and Jade knows this, she's laughing because she sees me BD. Like I, I, I business develop for our business when we don't have capacity and we literally are completely full and I'm still getting clients. So you know what I love, I love that. I don't have to worry about it because it's your thing and you've got it sussed. I know. And I just, you just need, I just need to talk to people. I'm not very good at doing it without being face to face, but I'm definitely, if I'm in a room of people, I, I genuinely want to know about how we can help. And therefore that leads into say that leads into, um, helping. Yeah. <laughs> so Yes. Does that answer your question? Well, your question? look, not really. No. <laughs> um, so how did you come in to start consulting and oh, sorry, how do you sorry. find the lifestyle of that? Oh, the now? lifestyle. Other than obviously always being in business development mode. Yeah. And it gets me into trouble. Yes. No, I guess that is how it came in. I came into it was the fact that I, I'm generating work anyway. So might as well do the work rather than give it to someone else because I started to palm off work to people that I knew. And I realized, why am I doing that? Why don't I just do it myself. And, oh, and we can talk about, um, our partnership Jade as well, but Jade and I both have worked together a long time. You and I, sorry, Jade and I, you and I've worked together for a long time. So we knew that this was a um, natural, a natural business progression, I guess. And I enjoy it because I do have two young kids and the hours I like working are um, not necessarily hours of business would want to pay me to work because I do work a lot of early, early mornings and late, late nights and then pick and choose the days I want to do meetings and take meetings and be more front facing. Mm. So it works for me. What have you learned, um, working for yourself? I've learned that you don't get paid to do the work for the business. Yeah. So it's a lot of time that when you're getting paid by someone else, say I'm at the agency there's, I'm getting paid for every time, for all the time I'm working. But when you're working for yourself, I'm learning quickly that things like invoicing and quoting and even the BD side of it, look, even though I'm doing it while I'm at, while I'm at the pub, (laughs) but you know, I'm not getting paid for that. And maybe at the agency, I would be at the pub on the agency's time could be and getting paid for it. So there, therefore I'm finding a lot of the, there's a lot of our hourly rate gets, um, what's the called, um, reduced if we were to look at all the hours we spend on our business as well as for the clients. But that's just the sacrifice we make, I guess, so that we, that we can do what we want to do. And yeah, that's what I'm learning quickly. And I'm guessing all small business can say that, that yeah, time Mm. working on the business is money you hope you see one day, but we're not seeing right now necessarily on the time we're spending. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you hate about, um, your own business? Like, um, I think that, that, that doubt, I never used to get the doubt and I don't get the doubt when I'm working for others, but when I'm working for myself, I almost doubt myself sometimes. And it's funny because I literally just need to be sat in a room of presenting or like literally just what I came from then, um, doing a, or we just pitched a reverse brief to a client and I, maybe I won't go into what a reverse brief is right now, but we just pushed a reverse brief and it went down really well. And so then I come, I come back with a big buzz and, you know, this is awesome. We need to do more of this, but, um, there's definitely more doubt in running your own business and whether or not it's the right thing and doubting just my own skill sometimes than I ever have ever experienced in the 10 years I've worked in marketing advertising. And I don't know why it happens when you're paying yourself. Yeah. 
but I'm definitely experiencing it this year and hadn't before. Yeah. Mm. I don't think it ever goes away. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> I was hoping that once, you know, I'm hoping that once we're running for a few more years that maybe I wouldn't doubt myself. And I think, yeah, anyway, that's something that I'm getting used to. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there any advice you would give to your younger self? <laughs> Not that we're that old, but <laughs> yeah. Look, I think I probably wish I started working for myself earlier. Um, there's been some opportunities for me and I can think back to when I was, um, at channel nine, to be honest, where there were some opportunities that I could have taken and I might've then been a little bit more concrete in my own business if I'd done it a bit earlier. But all I suppose I can say to that is I'm giving it a go now, but I, 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 I would have liked to have given it a go earlier, um, in running my own business and in what I'm good at. That's probably the only advice and, and possibly maybe shut up in meetings and let other people talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning, which I, as I said, I've only learned this year, but far out. I've been in a lot of meetings and I've talked a lot. <laughs> it wouldn't be you if you didn't talk. Oh God. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know about you or anything you want them to take away? I suppose on a personal aspect, um, that I am very social person and, and I have husband Lee and two little boys. So more so just about me, um, rather than professional sense. And I love, I live by the beach and love the beach. And we essentially want, um, want to create some kind of flexibility so I can be with my boys and when they sleep, be working. Yeah. (laughs) So that's, um, that's essentially the dream, but I, I don't know when or if that would come, but at the moment we both, I, I love work. I love my family and, um, the beach is where you'll find me. Yeah. So if you see Alicia down at the beach, say hello. Cause she would love to chat. Yeah. And tell me about your business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks guys. That covers it for this week. Make sure you leave us a review or follow us on Instagram at Marketing That Matters Pod. We love a chat. Thanks for listening to the Marketing That Matters Podcast.